Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. We are on episode 91. You are my 91st show. And this is my third episode that we are on YouTube. Hello, YouTube. You know, what's so funny is that I've posted a bunch of shows, just audio on YouTube and not very many views. I've already I will I will say the number 500 (laughs) percent more views because they can see my stupid fat face. Right. Isn't that weird? Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. I want to invite everyone to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. I'm on all of them. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. And then, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, Search for CZ Media Podcast. Give me a follow. Turn on that bell notification. You won't get too many notifications because I only do about one show a week. But definitely check us out. And then don't forget to check out our sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos. They're on Capitol Hill. Are you uh, familiar with Rancho on Capitol Hill or in Wallingford? No, but they sound good already. Yeah, I had them for lunch. Um, I am near there almost every day. And when I'm having a day where I want to lash out, I go and I have a margarita and a taco. And it makes me feel way better. Oh, yeah. So today was a three margarita day. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So check them out. uh, And you can get... Rancho from carry out, dine in, or from your favorite food delivery app, Chow Now, Caviar, um, DoorDash. Uh, what's the other one? Uber Eats. You can get them, uh, order some Rancho. And lastly, Soulmates. They're the premier sneaker shop in Seattle. They're located at 1422 Harvard Ave. Uh, the, you can check out their website at soulmatesseattle.com. If you're looking for the hard to find shoe, the hype shoe, the heat shoe, a Jordan, an off white, a Yeezy. They have them all. There's about over 700 sneakers in stock right now. Uh, I don't think that any place has more than 700 right now. <clears throat> There's a whole lot. So check them out. Uh, so today, super excited. Thank you for coming. Thank you for spending some time with us. I have Ann Smith. Yes. Ann, I met you last weekend. At Crypticon, and yep. the audi the audience knows what Crypticon is because I'm a huge nerd, and I've mentioned lots of times that that's where I get my art. So tell us a little bit about why you were there and how, why we, why I think that you're so cool to have you on the show. So I uh, own and operate the Retro Emporium in downtown Kent, Washington, um, and I opened the brick and mortar store in. January of 2019. But prior to that, I did shows, I sold online, and Crypticon was like one of my probably favorite shows that I would do. Oh, okay. Um, so this is not your first Crypticon. Right, right. So I did it, I think, three times prior. And then, um, of course, COVID happened. And I, at that time, I was like, you know, maybe I'm just done with shows. Like, I'm kind of tired of, you know, dragging in grid wall yeah. <laughs> every weekend. And so I'm like, okay, well, they could, they had called like last August and for when they were, when the show happened last August and the, my partner and I, he actually got sick. So he had to back out and I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm just done with shows. Hmm. Well then, um, I thought I let them know that, Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> that I was, you know, I was just like, you know, I'm good. You don't need to roll me over. I'm just gonna, you know, 
here, you know, take take your money back. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, and then like three weeks prior to the show that just happened, my buddy calls up and he's like, are you ready for Crypticon? And I go, wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, and I looked down, so I, you know, got online and looked at the website and I was like, oh yeah, I'm a vendor. I was like, <laughs> well, eh. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going right. to do it. Because I wanted to, you know, need something different and another avenue to be able to promote the store. So I just said, okay, let's do this. And I'm glad I did because I, I, you know, there was a lot of people there who I hadn't seen in years. So it was great to join or join up with them again. Right. Um, but also I just forgot how good that show is. Man. <laughs> it is by far, like, just is so, I don't know. There, there's just a certain vibe and atmosphere i guess right i think a little a lot of it is that it's a smaller show i, I think so it's a yeah. smaller show and the it's a closer knit and it seems like the people who are there are truly genuinely just want to be there to hang out versus necessarily seeing one particular person right like right. the big shows you know where the you know where like the like the big time celebrities go where you want to go just to see this one person right. uh, for this show. It's like, it's wide enough and the net is wide enough to where you can just go and have fun. And, you know, of, of course, enjoy all of the the people that come in and take of their time to, to, you know, to talk about their careers and to sign and take pictures. Right, but right. it's, it's the, it's the standing in line and chatting with people. It's the 13th floor. It's meeting people in that, in the pre-registration area like right. that. That's what yep, we love yep, about it. It's yeah. just so much fun. It is. Yeah. And um, so I, wow, I didn't, I, I did not know that this was you're on year three or four of it. Did you, was your booth prior to this under retro emporium or was it something else? It was actually, so I started off as um sweet girl designs. Okay. Um, Cause when I first started, I did, it was all handcrafted stuff. I designed a ton of buttons. I did like I don't even know bottle cap magnets and whatever craft Notebooks? you know. I've done yeah, I did those too. Like I just did whatever I could make, and then um, I ended up going into. I was busy. Well, I was Etsy. You'll find that if you could, like go to Etsy, um, and then I started bringing the the vintage stuff. Um, because I figured at that point I could actually get a booth versus an, like an artist alley table. Right. And the booth is where you, you kind of want to be. Um, and then Crypticon, like the first year I was like, I've got nothing that's horror related. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to bring what I have. Right. Which was the trading cards, which was a huge hit. Um, and then I did design some horror specific buttons. But um, it was that first show when I realized, huh, I was like. Not everyone's here just for horror. They like right. other things too that yeah. pop culture related. So, and I was like, quickly realized I was one of the only vendors that had anything outside of horror. Um, so that's, I think, why it became one of my more successful shows too. And then people started coming back for. I'm going to interrupt here, but go ahead. People started coming back for the trading cards. Um, and even like this time, I, there was at least a handful of people that were like, oh my gosh. You're the trading card girl. Where have you been? You know, <laughs> I had far less trading cards this time around. But like, what know. kind of cards? Oh man, I used to go in there with like the fright flicks, wax packs, 
Um, the Universal Monster cards. Oh, uh, okay. So, man, if you as you can see around the <laughs> studio here, I I have a collector's soul, and yes. I it it's pretty wide. And actually, a bunch of more of my stuff is in this little storage area in here, and in another storage area we have over there. But it's like I love doing like these little things. Yep. yep. And then have you ever seen things. these? <laughs> no those are funny those are i'm not sure i mean i mean i've seen them but i've always been like oh, i think they might be a little risque for what i do yeah I, th- I just found it fascinating that i mean i think they're from the 80s oh yeah early night from the 90s nope. early 90s i found it fascinating that there were these little you know centerfold type <laughs> of cards and of course uh, the guy who was selling these had them in a box that says 18 and over only, but he just had a little sticker that says 18 and over. Right. Enough, I mean, I mean, come on. It's like the little 13 year old me. It's like, I have to see what's in there, but yeah, yeah. yeah I love all that stuff. <laughs> so you were doing more of the handcrafted art, um, you know, art stuff. What were the first things that you, that first time that you ventured outside of just that, what type of vintage stuff did you bring? Um, at that point, I was still finding stuff in thrift stores. <laughs> um, so it was a lot of, there was just toys like I did, you know, the the girl toys. I had a lot of Care Bears, Strawberry Shortcake, My Little Pony, oh. um, Turtles when I could find them. Um, so it was just sort of started bringing them in a little bit. Yeah. And then... Um, Anything I made or handcrafted was kind of based off those properties. So it yeah. kind of all went together. And then I realized, oh, man, like, this is this is cool. Like, <laughs> a lot less effort. <laughs> and I can, you know, A, just fit more into a booth. And I'm not killing myself trying to make it all. Yeah. So given that you are mm. a repeat vendor there, they must, they must, the show must go well for you where... You come keep on coming back, so there must be. I mean, the word profitable, but right, it's right, not a right. bad thing, <laughs> right? No, but yeah, the, that it's it supports you keeping on coming back. Mm-hmm. That's yep, awesome. Yep, yeah, that is super cool. Um, I have a buddy named Dave Ryan who was across from your booth this year. Oh yeah. Do you? Um, I Dave's been on the show a couple times. Oh, and his story is something else. Like oh, yeah. He's broke his neck, and then he. Uh, was diagnosed with um, brain cancer, but then now he, I mean, he just had a little kid not that long ago. He made a move mm-hmm. up to Belling. I mean, he's had quite a journey, and there's a, that record is Dave Ryan. It's the shining record that's under the Joe Bob stuff. Oh, oh, yeah. And oh, then yeah. I have a, a Lambreth, no, Pan's Lambreth print that, that he did up there, and I think I have a couple more stuff. But I, man, I just like going and buying, <laughs> buying stuff. So I will admit that when I saw your booth, I didn't see the Retro Emporium banner. I didn't see your banner. And if I had seen it, I would have known because our other homie that you and I have, Extreme Jose right? from Evening right. Magazine, Shout out, and you know he's you know he's been through here a few times too. It's it's just a small it's just a small world, huh? Yeah. Um, when he did the story about the shop and yourself, 
he was sending me pictures of like all your cool toys, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and He-Man. And he was sending me pictures and he's like, bro, do you have these or do you do you like these? And I was like, man, I love that stuff. And then he told me about your shop. So, but so I didn't see your banner, uh, but then you had huge movie posters and I started flipping through them. And of course, the one that I absolutely now need to have is the Last Dragon movie poster. So I am super excited to get that. <laughs> you know, I I regretted not just picking it up just then. But the funny part is that, um, and I'm not sure how much you get this when you're at the show of wheeling and dealing. I was going to say, before I saw the sign, I was going to go, you know, I, I thought about it. I was going to go, man, I wonder if you'll take 40 bucks for it. <laughs> And then offer 40 bucks and then meet at 50. But then after I saw the retro program, I was like, I can't do that now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get a lot of that from people wanting to chop 50% off or 25% off the price from the get go? You know, honestly, in the, in the store. Yeah. And it to like, and I understand that because obviously I've, I've done shows. I know what that environment's like. And like when I go to toy shows, I'm doing the same kind of thing. Yeah. But then coming to a retail store, it's like, yeah, there's kind of different rules here. So there's sometimes like if, you know, people I know that are coming through like, yeah, okay, we're a good deal. But they're literally like, I'll have, I well, I had a guy come in looking at my man stuff. Yeah. And I already have it priced really fair. Like I am at least 20, 25% below eBay. Mm-hmm. Like, cause my whole mission is to keep collectibles and all that accessible. Mm-hmm. So I, I price it very fair. And I think anyone coming in who knows the market sees that. Right. So it's almost kind of an insult when they ask for right. additional discounts. <laughs> is eBay the place that is, is eBay what sets market price for these types of collectibles? I feel, well, mm, mm, that's a whole, mm. <laughs> uh, in general, yes, I think that's what the industry has looked at. Yeah. But I don't think what's being considered is the sort of just over, like, I consider it hyperinflation that's happened the yeah. last couple of years. Right. Um, where you have a lot of kind of new and uneducated resellers out to market. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, I saw that for 50 bucks. So mine has to be worth 50 bucks too. And then yeah. all of a sudden everyone's at 50 bucks, but it's like, eh, not really. It's not really. So it's, it's hard to even use that as a gauge anymore. Yeah. Right. Now, the reason that I ask is because I'm, um, pretty big into uh, selling sneakers and for new sneakers there's two web there's two website well for new sneakers there's one website that everyone goes to to establish what market price is it's a website called StockX. um they also sell a ton of they sell everything they sell playstations video cards processors sneakers clothing like stuff that is limited supply High wow. demand that people oh, okay. just buy to then resell right away. That's what StockX is. Oh. So, like, if you are a gamer and you want the NVIDIA 2080 EX whatever. I, mean, I don't even know if that's a real thing. <laughs> people are watching and say, that's not even a real thing. Okay, whatever. You know, the mega hype video card that people camp out at Best Buy to get. Right. You'll find it there. But ah. for, like, three times more. So it's like ah. five grand for a video card. 
So when we're talking about buying and selling sneakers, that's sort of the go to. And then when you buy and sell used sneakers, there's a website called Goat. Ah. And they sell used. So that's sort of what establishes market price for a used, used pair. pair. Huh. Uh, but so I was wondering, like, for these types of collectibles is I think it would be eBay, the place you would go to first. But for some stuff, I'm probably sure not even eBay, because I know that even so, for example, um, I'm a um, right now at the sneaker shop. We have a Travis Scott. Who's, I, he's a rapper, I guess. <laughs> you know, I don't even think I could pick one song that he does. But we have a Travis Scott electric scooter. Oh. And it sold for, I don't know, like five, six hundred bucks brand new. But it is not on the StockX website. And there are two listings for it on eBay. One of them is for thirty five hundred. And the other one is for nine hundred. Right, that's that's the other thing. Like, there's such a huge discrepancy now. And yeah. it's just Like, even if you go and sort by sold and all that, I'm like, there's still like, I have no idea. Yeah. And then like, well, those movie posters you mentioned, like, the guy I was selling them with, I was like, you know, you can try and look every single one of these up on eBay, but I can guarantee you, like, half of these aren't even gonna. They're not gonna show up. You're not up. gonna find. I don't them. think I've even seen a place that sells vintage movie posters like that right there are in so many yep i mean there's tons of places that does reprints and but yeah that is i I need to have like i really regret not getting it i should have just gone ahead and got it Uh, i know exactly where i'm going to put it i'm going to put it right oh you've been talking about oh can you go right in that stairwell it'll go right down there it's going to be my i am the biggest the last dragon dork i really am um so Mm -hmm. What, so you, you, you were doing the art, you're doing the, the art, the the Etsy, the crafts, then you went to the vintage stuff. And so this is before the brick and mortar place. Is that correct? Yeah. So when you, how much stuff did you have when you opened the door? Because, you know, I'm sure that that was a very scary bridge Uh, to cross to say, let's open up a shop. So, Yeah. (laughs) So that actually is an interesting story in itself. So there was a bookstore down the street and um, my husband who does graphic novels, he did a, um, a signing there. And after that, you know, he learned that I do this Etsy stuff. So he's like, why don't you do a pop up? So I did a pop up in a store and then he's like, why don't you just open a store? Uh-huh. And I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> who does brick and mortar? Like nobody. Yeah. And he's like, but you know what you're doing? You could probably do really well. And I was like, eh, eh whatever. I didn't even think about it. But then it, he just kind of kept at me, you know? And then finally I was like, well, I'm like, I was at, you know, one of those life transitions where it was like I had to either, you know, pick A or B. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm like either go back to work for the man or maybe, Ugh. maybe I try this. Maybe I try and do this store. In a cubicle. Right? Ugh. And so... We walked down the street, and lo and behold, like the space that I'm in now, I look and I was like, whoa, okay, there's an open space. And it's orange and mint green, which I've just (laughs) fell in love with. I thought you were going to say the opposite. Oh, no. Yeah, I was so excited. I was like, well, I'll, I'll call the number. Oh, surely. Nobody's, you know. Yeah. And then, nope, they answered. And I'm like, okay, like I. Nope, you committed. Can I look at this space? 
And then this girl shows up in like yoga pants. And I'm like, oh, this is a scam. Like, there's no way. You know, just the whole time I'm just like, this is not going to happen. And then she showed me and she's like, okay, yeah. She's like, this is all we're asking for rent and whatever. And I was like, okay, this is a little too easy now. Hmm. And then a couple of weeks later, we signed the lease. And then like a month later, we opened. So it was like a month and a half. Wow. But And then... I did have that panic moment when we decided to do this because I'm 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 really good at like merchandising small spaces yeah and designing like micro spaces, but A whole we shop. went in there and I'm like ah I have grid wall that's it, and I had to try and find some display and it was just I mean I don't even think their pictures still exist anymore because I took them all down I'm so embarrassed about how it all started because. Oh, no. <laughs> You should be it proud was, of how it was a starts. lot. Like I didn't realize how many smalls, like literally smalls, that I had, and I'm like, "Wow, this isn't going to fill up half of it." So I mean, yeah, I, yeah. So that <laughs> was your personal collection. Way. Well, it was yeah, what I, what inventory I had, and then I did we did bring some stuff in. I also we had um, we actually started with I think two or three arcade stand up arcade machines, so oh. that that took up some space. Um. And then, like, all my media, my dead media was all in the front area. And what what's now the record room didn't even, it didn't exist. Like, we just closed it off. Yeah. Because I couldn't even fill up right. the outer space. So it was soon to be, it was storage. Right? Yeah. Extra space. And, um, but you know how, th- there has to be, I mean, that has to be a common storyline oh, yeah. for small shops. You know, I tend to relate things back to sneakers. And my buddy who owns that sneaker shop. He only bought his size, which was size 11. So when he started the sneaker shop, he had about a thousand pairs of shoes that were all size 11. Oh, that's awesome. And then, uh, you know, he's like, I'll figure it out. I think it's very similar to where it's like this spot sort of just became available and he committed. And then he's like, okay, now what's next? And it's, you know, bringing in, you know, Mm -hmm. setting up, setting it up so it can be a shop. But I have a thousand pairs of size 11. Size 11. So then, uh, you know, then that part sort of took, you know, that that was step three and four of mm-hmm. diversifying the inventory a little bit. But I'm sure that that's a super common thing, because when you go from a collector slash reseller to then business, it's right. you're only collecting and reselling what you like, and what you know. Yep. And I'm- so the, when you talk about. Most of your inventory being smalls, it's like, where, what, what would those be? Basically, like, you know, because obviously all I did was ship. So everything I made sure was like a pound or less or like three pounds or less. It was all just like, like a bunch of just, man, it's so like buttons and like books and. Oh, so we're not even talking lightweight. action figures at yeah, this point. So, okay. Yeah. Little known secret. Like I started with zero action figures. I just started pulling, pulling them in to the store this last six months or so. Oh, okay. Um, because I also sort of, like, A, it just, they never really interested me, in, interested me. Um, but I also found that there was a huge market for everything but the action figures. Right, okay. And so I figured there were so many stores, even around me, you know, that, that deal in the, the plastic crack, as I call it. I was like, you know what? Those, they can deal with that. I'll take, like, the coloring books and the... The Garfield, like, hand massagers and just, you know, all the goofy other stuff that came out with all those properties back then. Okay, so still um, vintage. 
right? But yeah. not action figures. So right? more like the the, the lip phone stuff. And yeah, yeah. The just... hamburger phone or <laughs> right, the, right. Okay, you know yeah. it's that that is super interesting. Um, the, and then you know even just to rewind a little bit from there, w- where is your primary passion when it comes to all this stuff? Like, what do you what uh, what is it that you just super dig? See, this is where I'm going to lose a little cred. Oh. So I was a total book nerd as a kid, like, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't have a lot of toys because I I didn't understand how to play with them, and that's probably my disconnect with the action figures. Okay. I was like, oh, what do you do with this? It's just like I can't pretend play, I guess. Yeah. So huge books like Scholastic Book Fairs. Yep, I was a kid that got to buy whatever I wanted, right, off those mail-in sheets and at the book fairs, and um, I loved the, and anything that I could, like, you know, again, crafting with. So I loved, like, the Play-Doh and the, like, the slinky toys and stuff that you could actually physically do things with, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, there was, um, like, an actual application for it. Right, yeah, like, like, like there was a purpose. Like, I don't right, know, what's this dog right, going to do? Right, <laughs> I mean, I, had, I didn't have any racer collection. Um, and then as I got older, you know, my teenage years was what all kind that of new- eraser, like all kind like an eraser. Yeah. Like all they used to make all those, you know, like the little dinosaur erasers or like the crayon erasers, the ones that were like <laughs> the pencil toppers and then pencils. I had a pencil collection too. Okay. We so are so a, similar. I, well, I have a weird obsession with like office supplies and school supply stuff, Man, so the folders and have you yeah. met anyone that has reciprocated this? <laughs> When I go to Bartels, the first place I go to is the office section. I don't know why. It's, it's I am so just drawn to it. And it's like, man, I want, think I want that marker. But I don't write. <laughs> but, it, like, it looks cool. Right, Like right. mechanical. Uh, my, mechanical all right, pencils. I will, yeah. I'll do a whole bunch of I statements right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> uh, I had a old-timey mechanical pencil collection. Oh, uh, I had a... I had the biggest, weirdest collection that I had, which I don't have, like, I don't, I don't have anymore just because it was too weird, was I had maybe 200 um, pens that were drug, drug names on them. So, like, when you go to the doctor's office. So, I had them all. I had Viagra, (laughs) uh, the, what's that other one? Pro... Like Prozac. Prozac. Like I had a bunch. I had a. I had about fifteen different styles of Prozac pens, and Ambien, and I had a whole bunch. And I got most of them from one guy that I used to work with, whose wife worked at a doctor's office. So I, you know, I remember just this off the cuff comment of this pen is cool because it says a drug name on it, right. and he would just bring me pens See? every week. Every week he would bring me, you know, five pens and I had a whole, then, then I don't know. That's how collections start. Someone made fun of me and I gave them all up. Uh, And then strangely enough, the other collection that I have right now is notebooks. I am sure I have dozens. I see a whole bunch right there of notebooks, but I don't use them. I don't write. (laughs) It's like. My my wife got me this one, which is really nice. Like, feel that? Oh one. yeah. Ooh. But then I have a bunch of horror related ones. I have a Ouija board notebook, and 
in Mexico, I have a, I got a, a couple nice. notebooks that have a wood, that have wood front and back to them. See? But I don't write in them at all because I don't like to write. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. to. No. So what, do you still have this eraser collection? I don't. And so, like, actually, I've gone to eBay to try and find, like, you know, eraser collections. <laughs> and <laughs> But they're never quite the same ones. And I can't even describe... I mean, they're the ones that you get, like, from the dentist, right? And they would always smell weird because there would be, like, the weird kind of rubbery smell, but then also the dentist office smell. Um, but that would probably be the one thing I, w- I could get back into. I think mostly because it was they were cheap, right? I mean, everyone had them everywhere. I'm, f- I'm finding, I'm trying to find, I'll find it, an eraser to kick off your... To kick off your eraser collection part two. (laughs) I have an ear eraser somewhere here. (laughs) That is so funny. Could you imagine just having like a whole eraser section at the shop? Oh, I would dig it. I've actually, I did find some dinosaur ones and I was so happy. I was like, oh, people are going to love these. And then they just sat there. Oh, but I'm like, like, did they put a sign (laughs) that said, check out these cool erasers? (laughs) It seemed like Such they needed signage. Probably. Man, I, you know what? I think it's sad when people don't have a weird thing that they're into like this. Like a weird, innocent thing. Right. Because I mean, right. there's plenty of people who are into weird stuff. Right, right, but right. like a weird, it just, okay, I'm not even sure if innocent is the right <laughs> word. <clears throat> but like this weird thing that it's, it, I have a buddy who is not into anything at all. It's the weirdest thing. He is lukewarm on absolutely everything. And he finds my enjoyment for the silliest of things. Just confusing. Just in, like he looks at me like I'm a lunatic. I'm like, you're the lunatic. It's like most people have an interest in, in something. something. It's like not movies, not not a collecting, doesn't collect at all. Um feels the same way about each genre like it doesn't particularly go to a genre he's just the weirdest individual and then i mean it's probably uh wait the, does he have a, a very nice suit and then you put on a no. plastic raincoat and then invites people in and <laughs> just kidding <laughs> no Old because American even that dude reference. was really into his business card <laughs> He would not be that into his business card. He would not care if it was eggshell, whatever, with Helvetica font. He would not care. He's just the weirdest individual. But he's a calming presence in my friend circle. You need that. Everyone needs that. Yeah, because, you know, if I had a bunch of friends that were like me, I would be in jail. (laughs) Yeah, I would be on America's Most Wanted because uh, I'm 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 a little bit nutty. Um, but you start the shop, and you know at this point I'm pretty sure that you're just sourcing stuff when the opportunity, when you see you know when the opportunity comes to you. But now you have a shop mm-hmm. and you have square footage to fill, so now you have to be proactive and go out and hunt for yeah. stuff. Yeah. Where where do you go? Um, I'm still, I mean, I've 
pretty much given up on the thrift stores, but I still will go hunt just because that's sort of where it all started. And yeah. I always love digging through thrift stores and junk shops and Man, whatnot. You, you're competing now with so many people. Oh, that, that's, that's the problem. But the, the, but sort of the upper hand that I have is that I don't sell your common flippable stuff, right? right? And so, like, the education I have from, like, 15 years of doing this, I can still go back and find that bag of toys and find the one figure in there that somebody right. missed. Um, it's getting harder and harder. But so part of doing the shows prior to opening the store is that I I have a pretty good network of other toy sellers, vendors, um, and people that like if I need something or if I'm desperate, <laughs> I can be like, hey, I'll call up, a, you know, one of them be like, do you have any Garfield? I really need Garfield stuff. And no joke, she walks in with Garfield like three days later. I was like, thank you. So do you know you need it because people have been asking or? Yeah, I, okay. I sell Garfield and trolls like no other. I don't, out of everything, like Garfield. And it used to be plentiful. But now I'm like, I don't, I'm not seeing anything out there. That's funny. It is, yeah. And then when I get it, like guaranteed it's going to be gone in probably two weeks. That is super interesting. Yeah. Um, and then other stuff I get just sits like of all the Marvel Legends now and a really bunch of cool Marvel stuff. Yeah. The WWE wrestling, like late 90s wrestling guys. And I'm like, I Are finally the, have like this stuff. Ones? No, so those were, I think those the LG, LGNs. These were the, like, I guess maybe early 2000s. Okay. So it was more like, oh, who? It was like after Kane Hulk Hogan and, and all yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had those wrestling dudes right. like the original hulk hogan and randy so you can't find those out here it's crazy Man, no, but do you um do you travel outside of the state for stuff actually uh in april for the first time i did i went i took a road trip with the guy the one that was running the booth with um and we went to the chicago the, the huge Chicago toy show, which is actually at the Kane County Fairgrounds, which is like an hour south of Chicago yeah. proper. But um, yeah, he was like, well, it's like their third person, you know, canceled. It's a story in my life with this guy. But then uh, <laughs> I was, he's like, well, he's like, everything's paid for. And he's like, you said you need inventory. And I was kind of like, okay, I guess I'm going to Chicago. Right. So it was thirty-one hour drive there, and this guy liked to play Metallica at six a.m. in the morning. Nice, the Black yeah. Album. Only the I don't Black know what Album. It was. That was just. I don't like, think I could do Injustice for All at six in the morning. It, it would need to be much. the Black. Yeah, we yeah. need to be the Black Album. So it was a little, you know, but um, no. So that was the first time we went. You know, yeah. I went outside, and this the show. Oh my gosh, that show! Like hands down, I, I can't even quantify it for people. Like at this well, so for, at this point. And all the shows out here, you're talking like maybe 80 to 90% modern stuff yeah. and maybe 10% vintage stuff on the tables, right? right? Back there, it was the opposite. Right. Well, Midwest, man, there's it's a like, bunch of old that's people. Where, right. And I was <laughs> like, it all, and like I was pulling, I found, I mean, a bunch of properties that we haven't seen out here, like this wrestling figures. It was yeah. literally three tubs. 
And I was like, I don't care. I need these. Let's negotiate this, please. And then Power Rangers, a whole bunch of those. It was it was weird. It was just like, what sells back there versus out here? Yeah. No, I completely believe it. Um, well, <laughs> Midwest is where people have stuff that they don't know what they have necessarily. Yeah. Um, and it's the, it's the, I mean, so sometimes I go to Craigslist. So I'm, I'm from Chicago. Oh, oh. <clears throat> well, just mm-hmm. outside of Chicago. Yeah. So I will go to Craigslist from Aurora or Chicago and look at cameras. Cause another thing that I absolutely love is cameras. Oh. And I'll see cameras there that I paid half. I mean, they're selling it for half of what I pay for. Right. And it's just that they... For, I don't know. We're just so crazy. It's the things are just so crazy over here on the West Coast. Or Midwesterners are a little bit more mm, down to earth, maybe. Not so. I will. Well, and I was hoping. Like, I knew that there was going to be stuff back there, right? Yeah. But um, I was kind of disappointed that the pricing, obviously, like, okay, yeah, they do have access to eBay. <laughs> Yeah. So the pricing was a little, you know, a little crazy on some stuff, but just the sheer volume of boxed and in package. Yeah. Oh. Like I saw, oh my gosh, the turtles. Like the, for some reason, the turtles, Teenage Ninja Turtles, that is, it's sort of not died out here, but I think everyone's collected it. So it's sort of yeah. on the downswing out there. That's what's hot right now. And I saw literally which, the, the which fun, era. The nine, like the ninety, early nineties, like, like the cartoons Planet. that I love. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't. Okay, uh, deviate a bit. I don't like any of the new turtle stuff. What do you? What are your feelings on the turtles? I don't like. Do you have feelings the Nic- on the turtles? <laughs> Not on. Well, the, the the Nickelodeon ones were got a little weird. Yeah. Like I don't appreciate or understand those. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I did like, and this is contrary to popular. Whatever I did like the new movies, which a lot of people didn't. Uh, you know. Yeah, I didn't like them. But it was okay. I read. Uh, so the only thing that I am not into is comic books, but I have a new buddy who is super into comic books, and because I want him to think I'm cool, I tried to start reading comics and the first one that i read was the new the redo of teenage mutant Ninja turtles Ugh. where april worked with a scientist at a lab that had a meltdown and that's when the turtles became the turtles like they completely redid it no yeah no. i didn't like you it you can't kill the origin story no i just it's like oh it's like no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> i am i'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to get into this and then I told I told my boy Kelly that is where my comic interest will, will die. <laughs> it's like that's it. I'm not going to do it. I so this is actually kind of a fun story. So I in middle school, you know, typical like what's cool, like I was trying to fit in and comic books at that time were cool. So I was like, okay, so I rode my bike to like the corner store. And peruse their selection. And I think I probably got like X-Men and Spider-Man, whatever was out at that time. Right. It was like 88, 89. Um, but then I found the Archie comic books. Ah. And I was like, ooh, I think these are going to be be the thing. 
Um, so then, you know, every day that summer I'd ride my bike to the store and get my 75 cent Archie comic and like a 25 cent blow pop for like the dollar. Right. And then, yeah. I want to ask a dumb question. Are they still making Archie's? They are actually, actually. And this is where the nerd in me comes out. Yeah. Because I do have oh. Betty and Veronica on me. There you go. But Dan Parent. Um, Holy cow, that is fantastic work. Yep. So they, my, these were based on um, the artwork of Dan Parent, who is currently drawing and still doing Archie stuff. And he does his circuits. He does all the comic conventions and whatnot. Um, and so I really liked these kind of pinup girl styles that he did. Ooh, can we um, incorporate those into your portraits that we'll do f- to promote the show yeah that would be cool and then That'd be super cool right then here's where the awkward encounter comes in yeah so like this was oh my gosh 2015 maybe i can't remember but i just gotten these done and dan was going to be at um emerald city comic-con okay and of course i was kind of fangirling a little bit but i walked up to him and i was like hey i was like Look what I got! I was like, <laughs> I was like, will you sign me? I'm gonna get it tattooed. Oh, and okay, so, okay. right? And so, I held up my arm and he signed it. And then I did. I got it. I got it tattooed. And um, then every year after that, because he would see my husband, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you're the, your your wife has my name tattooed on," her, and it's just been super awkward since nice. then. And like, I'm like, one of these days, I'm gonna have a normal interaction with this guy. <laughs> I don't I think just, that's possible I don't think now. I can because it's just, no. just completely you know embarrassing. That is better than a normal interaction. <laughs> right? 100%. And now I've got like some random guys. Well, well, he's not random. Right? No. That is super awesome. And that is, uh, where did you get that tattoo done? Um. Oh, gosh. They are, it was by Eric Nash at a, they were, they were in Fife, but they've since disbanded mm. and moved. Arcadia tattoo, I think. Mm-hmm. I forget who he's with now, but man, I. Uh, if so I, my love of Archie. There we go. That's so that's <laughs> the love of Archie. So you know what? I should look into that. I would be down with Archie. In my brain, Archie was fifties or sixties. Yeah. Sixties, and uh, the only uh, modern reference that I have of Archie right now is that uh, Riverdale. 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 Which I didn't like it. <clears throat> it sort of destroyed everything I loved about Archie. Yeah, it's which, like, well, the best part about Archie, I think, is because it's an actual slice of real life. Like it's normal stories about these kids, right? And it's normal stuff, yeah. like going to the prom, going to the movies, and dating scenarios, and puns and bad jokes, and, and I don't know. I don't feel like there's this whole universe that's just sort of no. like all made up and. Right. I can't, I, I have a hard time with like suspension of disbelief, I guess. And yeah. so, especially with all the Marvel stuff going on right now, I'm like, I no, I don't even, <laughs> you can't just throw me in the middle of a storyline. And no, I'm not going to go watch the 20 some movies yeah. that came before this to understand. Like, just tell me why I need to know <sighs> or what I need to know right now. And right. Maybe we'll go from there. But. Yep. Nope. I'm right with you. I have not seen... Um, from the Marvel stuff, I have not seen anything on Disney Plus. No Loki, no Wanda Vision, no Moonlight. Moon Knight, yeah. Moon Knight, no Boba Fett. Uh, the Mandalorian was good. I dug the Mandalorian. That was really good. 
but I have not seen any of that, all that other stuff. And uh, I'm okay. I don't need to, I don't need to watch it. What I did start watching the last night was uh, the offer on Paramount TV. And uh. it's the, it's the telling of how the Godfather was made. Ooh. And of course I'm a dude. So Godfather <laughs> is one of my top, you know, Godfather one and two is one of my top. Okay. Favorite ever. quote. Give me your favorite quote. You know, it really is. Um, oh, and I know I don't even know. It's the very first line. It's the, what the, the, what the, the mortician says to, to the Don. It's like the very first line. It's like America. <laughs> I, I, oh, <laughs> I need to know what it is now because that is really what, here you go. I need to watch this. Hold is that on. What, what captured your attention? First Godfather. line in Godfather. But it is a great show. Okay, what is the first spoken line of The Godfather? It is. Okay, come on now. If I had a producer, he would be looking this stuff up. I believe in America. That's the first line. I mean, he could not. I mean, he, he Mario Puzo could not have started a book <laughs> in any better of a way. Right. I believe in America. Like that whole first monologue it it is fantastically brilliant, and uh, the interesting thing about watching the show about how it was made, they go a little bit. I mean, and who knows if it's real? Right? Right, right, it's like right. this is a dramatization, so who knows? But they do they do talk about it. The producer, the director, the writer, and the co writer, and all talk about that scene and like what it means, <laughs> and it's going to set the tone for the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, I know everyone's going to say it's like make him a deal he can't refuse. And it's like, okay, it's like that's fun. But like fundamentally, it's like I believe in America. That's that's I think that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I don't have any Godfather stuff here. Strange, weirdly enough. Um, So the so your 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 shop is going. What are your top sellers right now? Hmm, so everyone asks that, and I always just don't know how to answer that because it's a little oh, bit of everything. I was trying not to do a question everyone asked. <laughs> I know. I well, really you think was. it's it would be an easy one, right? But like, I mean, I do still sell a lot of Pokemon, even though you know, the you know, I never coming got down po- a bit. That just, I, I think I, I just completely, I completely missed all that. I know people who are older than me who were s- obnoxious with Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to punch them in the face every time I saw them because they were just always on their phone doing this. It's like, come on, dude, you're 45 years old. (laughs) It's like, come on now. But all right, fine. It's this thing. Um, Posters. I saw a lot of posters. Not vintage because I don't have those, but the reprints. Um, And because we we just opened the record room probably... A little over a year ago, yeah, um, and I've been pretty heavily promoting that. So that's definitely so been on the uptick. Yep, yep. Man, I have a vinyl collection. It's upstairs. It's not in here because there's not enough room uh, for a record player in here. Right. But it's up there, and uh, it's fun. It is a whole. It's a whole lot of fun. Um, I like having people over, 
and playing records and then giving people here, here are 30 records. Give me your top 10 and really? this will be your playlist. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Except that I don't have one of those fancy record players that'll change it automatically. So I have to actually do it. Right, right. But I love it. I I really like it. Um, So you have the vinyl. You do. You had a bunch of the posters. You like Funko. Are you into the does the store do well with Funko? I, I don't do pops. Um, That's OK, though. They're too right. too much. Yeah. Well, and there's there's another couple a couple other stores around me that carry them. I mean, and, and so then you like, can go you know, to drive 45 minutes up to Everett and then there's right, a gazillion the of them. Yup. Yup. It's, like I'll have them every once in a while if I just randomly get them in on some a lot or something. Yeah. Then I'm like five dollars just out the door, you know. But um, as a whole, like, I just couldn't get behind them. I guess. You know. And I honestly, am, I kind of thought they'd be done by now, and that sounds terrible. <laughs> Sorry to all you Funko collectors out there. Man, they just I'm, keep on honestly, making more. I know. And more I'm. And more. I'm actually impressed with their ability, because I know like the licensing and all that. That's. That's difficult in right. itself, um, but the fact that they're continually being able to get all these properties and then, you know, coming out with all the various renditions that they do. So props to them. Yeah. For a bit there, I thought that I wanted to do our horror collection, but there's all of them now. Right. And it's like, I don't... and then uh, so this last this year, I went to Comic-Con. Oh, and I don't even give a shout out to my boy, Kelly Young, Eric Margret, and Vanessa Williams. They do a podcast called Strange Eons Radio. <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic. Um, are you into uh, sci-fi, horror, that type of stuff? Comic uh, booky? A little bit. No, I don't so if you want, Well, so they do, they, they do a fantastic show. And they recorded an episode at Comic-Con oh. this year. So, of course, me being the dork that I am, I went and spent the day at Comic-Con before listening to the live taping of their show. And um, I was fully prepared to spend a whole ton of money. And you know what? I did not find stuff that I really needed. Oh. And I thought that was weird. The only thing that I bought were a Jordan and a Pippin Funko, hmm. which the Pippin, they were selling it for 10 and I got it for five. Nice. But you can't have one without the other. I know. I know. <laughs> <clears throat> and then because and then what did I do? I looked on StockX and they're selling for double what I paid. But if I actually want to sell it through StockX, they're going to take fees to where I'll just break even. Oh, right. So right. it's pointless. Yeah. But I saw a whole bunch of booths selling just random toys in boxes, like a whole bunch of He-Mans that were missing everything, like naked He-Mans, naked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that didn't have any accessories. No accessories. They were just it was like literally if a kid just dumped his toy box into (laughs) their booth. So it's like I know that all of this stuff has a bunch of little little pieces and then hearing what you said about <laughs> it's like i need the what was it it was a little guns for the, all the transformers <laughs> and which was it like you know because again i don't really do action figures so I'd, yeah. i'd gotten this lot of g1 transformers which i don't have anymore anybody everybody so sorry don't bother don't you. have any right but um 
Yeah, and so I got them at like an estate sale. It was a crazy find. And I was like, okay, well, I knew enough to be like, all right, so like the main parts are here. I was like, but man, if I can get that gun, like that's going to make like $20, $30 difference. So for, yeah, a week straight, literally like on eBay, like, okay, ooh, ooh, who does this go to? Who does this go to? Okay, I got it, I got it. And then, yep, getting those little bubble bubble mailers all week long. Just kind of cracked me With a little tiny piece of plastic in them. Yeah. Aren't we all nuts, really? (laughs) It's like we're all crazy. And and then I did try because one I just gave up on. I'm like, I'm not going to pay $30 for this one particular weapon um, because it just wasn't worth it. Like the actual figure wouldn't even sell from that that much. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. So I was like, fine, I'm just not even going to do it. And, you know, it was that one person that was like, oh, there's no weapon. Okay. That's yes, how but this you stuff is. I mean, so, but as a shop owner, right, these are right? the things it's like, okay, you might have missed out on this, but if you, if you buy everything that, if this scenario comes across, uh, if you get this scenario 10 times, maybe you'll sell it <laughs> twice, three times. So, do you really want to have all of this? extra inventory like it will basically uh, spend money on these other things that is just going to sit forever right 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 exactly and that's because i have such a small space too like i constantly i i just have to i just move stuff um and rarely do i have man that just makes me so happy to hear that your turnover so quick that is super that is super cool but well i had somebody come in today they're like so what's new since the last time we were we were in i was like when was that and they're like, oh, like two months ago. I was like, oh, it's at the whole store. Mm, pretty much. I was like, and people always ask me that. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I put, I literally put new stuff out like every day. Okay. So, I, so then, um, do people come in and sell you stuff at this, uh, along with it's, you getting stuff from other places? Yeah. But I don't, like, I don't have a buy shingle out. Um, just because if I did, all I'd be doing is buying all day. So sometimes people just randomly come in and it works like I've got the time and I'm like, okay, sure. Cool. Let's do this. So Um, you don't want to have a call. It's like, for example, with again, I will relay it back to sneakers. Right. A common um, motto for sneaker shops is buy, sell, trade. Is that is this is that I am sort of the anomaly in this. And that's why I think it's confusing to people. Um like I would love, like I'm, I'm still kind of learning the whole negotiation process. Like I'm just yeah. uncomfortable. Like, you know, like somebody brings in a whole box or something. Like I'm not to the point where I can feel good about like assessing it quickly and figure out, you know, because right. there's well, there's still a lot of stuff I don't know. Sure, but you need um, to watch Gary V. <laughs> right? Do you watch Gary Vaynerchuk? No, actually, who? Would... So Gary Vaynerchuk is one of these blowhard multi-millionaires who makes content every day to uh, motivate people to do stuff. And he does this, he calls it garage saline, which I've never heard of going to garage sales as garage saline, but he'll go to So he's a, he's a very much proponent of the term side hustle and grinding. So he'll go, this dude is worth, I don't know, 500 mil. He'll go to garage sales. Someone is selling a box of matchbox cars for a dollar a piece. 
he'll say, I'll give you 20 bucks for the whole box. Like, he's See, one of these guys. Right? It's a little douchey. It's a it's mega cringy, super douchey, but... He gets the goods if you, and I you mean, can sell it, right? I if know. If you're and not worth 500 mil <laughs> right, and right. you're actually trying to, you know, stock a store right. of stuff, then that is not crazy. Right. But that, I mean. And like, and I'm friends with all these, like, I, 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 I will not name names, but there's at least five guys that I know right now that are very much like that. And that's awesome. They always get the stuff. But I just can't like. Like I'm, I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> okay. But um, so sometimes you know people come in and I'll just be like, oh, well, you know, okay, what are you looking for, you know? And so I'm getting a little bit better at that. But that that's partially why I just don't have the you know buy sign out or trade because I'm still like. Oh, I wonder how I well I would do it. at your store. Do you? So the first thing that I would say is, are the, is there a big risk of replicas and fakes? For vintage toys, like there is in sneakers, for example. Yes, but like, and that one—that's partially why I only deal in stuff I know. Yeah. Um, and at this point, because I've been doing the toys and all that for so long, like I can pretty much tell. I guess if that makes sense. Sure. No. Yeah, like I the mean, difference yeah. between like an '80s plush. And like a new plush, yeah, huge difference, right? Sometimes it's even the, the the feel of the plastic, the smell, right? Like it's the smell, the touch, uh, the color, uh, yeah, right, um, yeah, all of those. But things. if there's anything that I'm that I have questions on, like that's where I reach out to my 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 network of dudes and be yeah. like, hey guys, like what's what up? Do you, think? you know, if even not finding the maker's mark or your any identifying mark or you know. Something like that. But, yeah, that's. That is, I also yeah. don't deal in the, like the real high end stuff, um, so that kind of takes. What what the is high off. end? Um, I don't, like I don't deal in any, um, like, mint and package hey man or anything that's you know gonna be a hundred bucks or more for a packaged figure or graded stuff. Okay. Because um, the the demographic that I draw and work with are a not not actual like collector collectors so there's a little or starting collectors right right and so they don't it's like they almost don't know no i get it or they don't know the market so like they don't they're just it's 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 not impulse but it's i want to i i I like this and i want to get my right and they don't understand why like is that it's you know sound wave is a hundred and some odd dollars. And I'm like, cause it's a G1 sound wave and he's complete. And How many he's, transformers you know? do you have right now? Actually, I just bought a collection of <gasps> over 200 of uh, mostly mod, but it's like the modern. So the more modern ones, but there's like generations classics. There's a bunch of beast wars that I'll be putting out shortly. Um, some of the movie ones. Um, and I, this is the one time I actually, I dedicated my one kind of case yeah. to them because those for some reason people will come to me for transformers so hallelujah i can move those but um i was very lucky in that the person i bought this collection from they had bagged and identified all they of did them all the work for me <laughs> so i was like oh thank you you just spent you just saved me so much time so now it's like every night i grab bags and i'm like all right who, who are we pricing tonight <laughs> That is 
super exciting. Right. I I f- am ashamed that I have not been to your store yet. I definitely you will. will. Know. I definitely because I do know. have a horror section. As dwindling as it is, because it's hard to find horror stuff when it's not Halloween. <laughs> really? And anything outside of Freddie or Michael, at least the distributors that I work with, which is why I'm going to totally check out these guys. I've been collecting these. Uh, I don't know oh, what the brand Nekas. they are. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I did. Uh, nice I figures. did love wall a guy for those, but I don't feel too bad because this shop is down the down the road here. In I was going to say, I think I know who you got those from. Really. Yeah. And I know them too. So it was kind of fun to have them across the way. I'm like, eh, like Well, there's a couple. Yeah. There's a guy. <laughs> there's a guy, there's a really interesting fellow who is like literally down the street. But then there's another one where these people are that aren't a little thing, I think a little bit more that way. Yeah, it was he's 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 super interesting. But I've been starting to collect those. I have a my Freddie is up there taking care of me that he started he started that collection but like they're nice like i need another like i need an i need a a house basically (laughs) are we not in a house no i need my own house (laughs) i need my own house because half of it is going to be horror stuff the other half is going to be photography stuff and then i'll be happy like I need my, I need a whole lot of space. <laughs> well, you know what? I can talk to you for like another hour because I find all of this super. I, well, basically, what I find interesting <laughs> is what I try to do is mix the business stuff with the passion stuff because there are plenty of people who have a passion for stuff, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're in the position to turn it into a business, right? right? There's a lot of other there's there's a lot of small intricacies and nuances to running a business because it's not all sort like it's super fun to go and look for stuff and buy stuff it's not fun to you know pay utilities and payroll and make sure that you know the store is clean like all of that other stuff so i like to talk to people yeah. to sort of put both into play yeah and i think that you've done a fantastic job from that I can see how, like, the expression on your face when you talk about all the fun stuff, all the fun stuff that you get to do of looking. Uh, and I'm, I'm super happy that, you know, the store is moving and doing well and getting attention. I mean, you were highlighted, you were showcased on Evening Magazine, so I'll, I'll make yeah. sure to tag them. Sweet. <laughs> um, do you have a website? Do you buy? Do you sell online? You know, I I did up until we came back from COVID because in the store, like, it just got too busy. Yeah. Um, so I just had to stop. And, well, and not only that, but um, my inventory, too, because I mean, trying, I mean, everything's just so dried up right now as far as, like, thrift stores and whatnot. And I was like, I couldn't afford to have a separate inventory anymore. I needed it for the shop. So I was like, okay, well, you know what? Etsy did its job. It got me right. out there. It gave me a platform. It gave me my initial, I guess, fans or customer base. Um, and and that's probably to my detriment because everyone wants to be able to find the stuff online. But I'm like, I just can't. It's just me. It's right. just me doing all this. I know. I believe it. <laughs> and juggling everything. And I'm sure that you have hundreds of items 
that is not possible to have right? put all of that in inventory so that someone can buy online. Yeah, yeah, right. that's the nope. other issue too. I know exactly what you're feeling because me personally have put in over 1,600 items at the for the sneaker shop website that it's I did all by myself. Yeah. That it took me a whole bunch of time. Um, and not fun, not fun at all because I hate data entry. Uh, but if so, I, I guess what, what I'm getting to is like if people want to follow and buy from you, tell them where to go. Uh, you can actually Instagram and Facebook, it's Retro Emporium Kent. And um, I post, oh my gosh, two or three times a day on Instagram and or Facebook. And what I tell people is if they see something that I post and they want it, just message me and um, I can ship. I'm still, you know, I still know that whole rodeo. Yeah. Um, or I'll pull it aside for them. Um, just while today I actually had three people, there was three separate posts that brought in three different people. And they were like, oh, my gosh, I just from, saw this. From today's posts? Yeah. So, so yeah. you posted it today and someone came in today. Yeah. <laughs> it was for, it was like, like, okay, sometimes that happens once a day. But it was like three in a row. And I was nice. like, what the heck did I do? I must have hit the algorithm lottery. Well, mm, I'll just say that people are following you who generally what? want to know what you're offering. And because they know that if they see something that they like, they can't pass on it. So they'll like right away. So I guess, true. I mean, my little marketing brain is maybe bump those, like double the amount of posts that you're doing. Right. Yeah. Use stories like have 20 stories all the time. I just started using reels. That was like a whole eye opener. So reels and now will I get do eyes. like stories and reels and a, a f- flat post, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you can use them all in the same way. Yeah. But what basically that means is that you're getting conversion, you know, so you're posting something and the conversion is actually someone opening the door. Right. Which and is I think, perfect. Yep. And that's so. that is super exciting. I dig it. It is. Um, well, man, I could still like, talk to you like so much. <laughs> it's like I wanted I didn't even ask you what right now at home. What collections do you have at home that aren't in the shop and that you just decided to keep to yourself and say no? Pac-Man. Like Pac-Man. straight up vintage Pac-Man. Actually going to that show in Chicago. Yeah. Um so like I love I love Pac-Man and I love trying to find it because there's you, you usually never find it. So it's sort of like extra special when you find like the shoelaces or like the little photo album or a mug, right? Because you just don't find that out here in Chicago. I had to stop myself. There was like every booth I went to had something Pac-Man. Nice. And all of a sudden I'm like, I have a bet. No. And it's not cheap. Like I allow myself to splurge because it's my one thing that I collect. So Pac-Man. Um, and no Pac-Man tattoos? Yeah. No, you think, right? But um, we did add a Miss Pac-Man machine to our <gasps> living room. Oh. Right? An that original was one? Nice, yep. Like one that was at a Pizza Hut? Probably. Nice. Yeah. Pulled it out of some guy's garage. I mean, like, I, it was one of those things where you see it on Marketplace. Oh. And I was like, it was like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, Miss Pac, what? And the price he had it. Ridiculous. Much? I think we paid 600 Oy vey. I've not seen one clean, less than like 1100 like bucks. I know. And like it. Turn on. I've been hunting for. I want one of those. My childhood is going to Pizza Hut 
with the uh, checkered vinyl tablecloths, the smell of Parmesan cheese, and then going and asking my dad for a quarter so I could go play Ms. Pac-Man. That is on my list. I will have one, but I've not seen one for that. If I had seen one for that much, I think I would. I I thought for sure it was broken, it was fake or whatever. But then I I was like, so jealous. I called him. I was like, is this for real? Like, sorry, it's like 11 o'clock at night, but like, I need this. (laughs) Like, you know, we can come there in the morning. It's going to go right there. (laughs) It's going to go right there. Um, So Pac-Man, are any Atari Pac-Man cartridges? Is there any? What are those? Because there's a gazillion of them, probably. Right. I I because there's about I think I have about five of so them was, in there. Yeah, they have so many different renditions too of it. Actually, the Nintendo Switch just came out with uh, it was some anniversary edition, but yeah. it was like a twenty Pac-Man game. No, the Atari, like the literally the Atari twenty six hundred Pac-Man cartridge. Oh yeah, I think we actually have one of those in the box, mm. perhaps. Because I have the I have the Atari twenty six hundred that my dad bought me Aww. when I was like three years old Aww. in nineteen eighty one. It works. <laughs> the controllers aren't does. great. No, yeah, yeah. I have to really crank on them, and I don't even think I have the stuff to plug them into these TVs. But uh, you have to have the UHS UHF adapter yeah. and like half a dozen other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I st- I still have those. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank um, you. I will put all of your information on the, in the show notes. Uh, I'll also link evening. So hopefully they'll hook us up and share. Uh, thank you for coming. I super appreciate it. Yay. Do you have any parting words? Support. You got to I mean, we have to support these businesses because this is real. This is like real business. Yep. This is real business. This is real passion behind these. So support all your small businesses, small businesses. Keep us alive. It's like if you if you're looking for a gift, if you know someone who digs something that is sort of vintage, don't buy it from. So the reason that I said you have. A competition with the goodwill stuff is because what's happening now is that a bunch of people are going somehow getting hooked up at the goodwill salvation army and letting them come before they put the stuff out on the floor and they're just rummaging through all the clothes and then they're taking those vintage hats and shirts and then selling them for hundreds on their own instagram posts and there's that there's one Seattle guy. He's not even from Seattle. He's from like <laughs> Mill Creek or something, but he has hundreds of thousands of YouTube followers and that's what he does. Mm. And he's turned it into a mega business, but what he's doing is that he's going to thrift shops finding a hat that has the BMW logo from the 80s. And then he's getting it for a quarter and then he's selling it for 150 bucks on his own personal site. Right. Yeah. And I don't like that at all. No. No. It's like he's just he's I'm not even like I want to say. His and name, now but they've said that, that said, they've set that bar so high right. as far as the market. And that's where it's just like, yeah, that's no way that's worth that. And then there's this other there's this other. Well, so in that same line. If they find anything Pokemon related, 
Pokemon shirts from the late 80s sell for hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. Like $600 for a 30-year-old shirt. And the people that are promoting this, I dislike very much. So at that point, that's just yeah. Utter that's greed. just that you're you're being greedy. You're you're doing it. You're not doing it genuinely. You're mega fake, which is what is feeding all of this stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're. I don't know. I can go off because I hate almost anything. Everything about all of that type of stuff. Yeah, and what's and what's really happened with that reselling market the last couple of years. Which makes it tough for the rest of us. Because then those guys are the ones that would try and sell to me. And I'm like, right. I, I, I don't sell my stuff no. at like eBay plus pricing. So I can't even offer you half of what you no, think it's, it's valued at. Yeah. Yeah. It's, anyway. uh, so, which is why, please, the audience, if you dig, <laughs> if you are nostalgic at all, come down to Kent, to the Retro Emporium. And it has a fantastic collection. I know that for sure I'm going to go and buy this poster. I need it now. Like, I really, really do need it now. All right. Well, All right. again, thank you so much. Thank yep, you, everyone, thank for you. listening. Thank you for watching for that one. And then you're, that one right there. Uh, don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting app. And then uh, check us out on YouTube. This is the third video that I'm recording. And it's a whole lot of work. Doing two cameras and yeah. audio. It's going to take track. me. It's going to take me a whole lot. Uh, and then don't forget to check out our sponsors. Rancho Bravo Tacos. Man, today for lunch, I had four birria. Uh, oh, cheesy birria tacos. Which is like oh, a slow cooked beef. Ooh. With a whole lot of awesomeness. And a whole bunch of cheese. Uh, and a few margaritas. Because it was a three margarita kind of lunch today. Uh, and then don't forget to check out Soulmates. Um, man, there's so much parallel with the sneaker reselling to what you're doing. Um, I would say the only real difference is that in your case, manufacturers aren't feeding into the frenzy, whereas Nike and Adidas are fully they're puppeteers. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, I love sneakers. I mean, I don't know if you noticed all of that. I have a whole wall of sneakers, but I feel a little bit silly because Nike is puppeteering me. It's like they're controlling mm-hmm. the strings, uh-huh. and I, I, I generally don't like that. But they do a really good job because some of these sneakers are super cool. It's I like, just, I wish to. I, I, I just want to wear them, and like I know that's. I, mean, I don't even so wear them. Is the thing. See, like uh, I just couldn't. I just want to wear. I'm wearing them. these. These are mega whack. Uh. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, all right. So yeah, check us out on on all of that, and then uh, be on uh, the lookout for the next one. It'll be a whole lot of fun. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Adios. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>